0: This ain't your average fing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp show. Alright, my friend, we are gonna jump right into this. If you're catching this and you're saying, who the hell is this Dave Sharp guy? uh well you'll get to know over the period of watching more of my videos but let's just say that there was a time that i couldn't sell anything to anyone anytime and over the past decade i've gone on to be able to learn and then actually sell nearly a quarter billion dollars worth of product and services not with companies that i've consulted with or companies that i've uh, have been uh, customers of mine but inside of my own uh, companies that I actually own or founded, and I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. There's a lot of things that I've tried that have not worked, and out of all of those things, today I'm gonna give you three ways to be able to close effectively, no matter who the person is that you're selling or what you're selling. Now, if you're not subscribed to this channel yet, make sure that you do that right now. You can see the subscribe button right below this video. Just hit it, slam it, punch it, right just boom on your mouse and then also make sure that you hit the bell for notifications i'm also always in the comments so drop me a comment let me know what you thought about this video and make sure that you hit the thumbs up button as well if you loved it and down if you hated it either way it helps the channel it helps us get this message out to more people so let's jump into this let's talk about what are these three things that are going to help you to be able to sell more of your products and services that you're selling to more people and do it any time. Selling is, it, it's it's really an art, and it's also a science, but it's mainly an art. And over the years, I've known so many people who have uh, looked for the secret script or looked for the secret word to say or looked for the, what is the magic line, and I just tell them there is no magic line. But these things are gonna help you to get a framework for what's important, what matters. It's the 80-20 rule. Uh, 20% of what you do is going to get you 80% of the results. So let's jump in. Number one is know what you're selling. Let me be specific. With every company, there's sales material. There's not only product, but there's sales material. And that sales material, if you work for a good outfit, if you work for a good company, that company has developed sales material. Um, th- the sales material starts with the advertising. It starts with the advertising, Okay. So what people are buying is the beginning message that happened with the advertising. Why did they actually respond? And oftentimes that advertising process starts several hours, days, weeks, or even months before you finally get them on the phone or webinar or whatever it is that you're doing. That process started a long time ago. So the question that you should be asking yourself is what initially, What initially got that person to respond? Was it some sort of an emotional trigger? Was it some sort of a a result, right? Have you ever heard the phrase or the saying that people are not buying a drill? They're buying what the drill will do for them. They're buying a hole. People are not buying the features and benefits which oftentimes most salespeople, when the customer or the prospect actually comes to them they're now going over features and benefits, which is, which is a total disconnect from what originally the person responded to. What the person responded to, actually, if you think about it in terms of a bridge okay, or a rainbow, what they responded to was once they go through the process and get the product or service in their hands or working for them, what is that end result? That's actually going to happen inside of their life right in the in the case of a person that's going to Home Depot or Lowe's to buy a drill they're not the end result is not over here walking out of Home Depot with a drill and now they're all proud and they're happy they've got that drill in their hand no they initially saw somebody using a drill or had a need and envisioned that having a hole would be beneficial to them so they got in their car and they drove to Home Depot and they bought the drill and now they're going to get home and they're going to be able to drill as many holes as they want. Most of the time in you're in sales, you're getting somebody right at that halfway point. They saw some sort of messaging. They saw an ad. They saw a flyer. They saw a commercial. They saw an email. They saw something that began to inv- create a visualization of an outcome That they could have and oftentimes you as the salesperson you're you're showing up right here in the middle and your job is to facilitate them over that hump so they can achieve or get their hands on or experience the result that they envisioned from the very beginning so your job is not to to close them your job is not to it's not to um you know say something magical most of the time let me tell you this most of the time salespeople actually screw up the sale and run people away rather than bringing them closer to the close. And they don't even realize that they're doing it because they get somebody from this point. The person's beginning to climb because it's an effort. The person's got to take some action. They've got to walk into a store. They've got to pick up the phone. They've They've already made several micro commitments moving towards their objective which is to get the end result but then the salesperson comes in and and just screws the entire process up so you as a salesperson what you need to realize is not what are the features and the benefits and start overwhelming the person with all of this additional information that they never asked for in the first place oftentimes again they're already sold on the end result it's just how do I get it is it, I, I got to figure out how much it costs. I got to figure out if I can work it. I got to figure out if, if, it's, if, I'm, if I'm skilled enough, right? Because what you're battling as the salesperson is all of the person's limiting beliefs that they can make it happen for them, right? What's, what's a limiting belief of somebody buying a drill? Well, I can't afford it. That's one of the biggest, most common limiting beliefs that we can all agree to as salespeople that we battle every day. I don't have the money. I can't afford it. Well, that's a limiting belief because the, the, the GDP, the, 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 the United States economy had, I think, something like $20 trillion <laughs> flowing it through in 2015. It's got much more now. There is enough money for somebody to get their hands on a couple of hundred bucks if they really need holes that bad. Right? Same thing with your product. Doesn't matter if it's a car, doesn't matter if it's a let's use car sales for an example. Somebody saw somebody driving a car, they they or they saw a commercial, they saw a billboard, and they envisioned themselves, pot at the end of the rainbow, remember, bridge, right? Other side of the bridge. They envisioned themselves the feeling that they got pulling up to the bar, a restaurant, driving around in this car feeling hot, right? Feeling swagged out with the top down or the windows down, their favorite music blaring, feeling like a hot shot, right? When we envision ourselves with a car, what we're thinking about is not what kind of metal, the colors of the paint, like what's in the engine, all of these all of these details, we're envisioning ourselves what is that car? How is that going to make us feel? So now all of a sudden we come to the car lot, and now the salesperson introduces their personality into the situation and oftentimes screws up the sale. Instead of staying out of the way, instead of just simply being a facilitator to the sale, the salesperson brings their ego, they're going to close, they're going to be aggressive instead of just. Feeling the customer out and navigating and figuring out, literally, how can I carry you over to the sale? Like, I'm a servant. I'm somebody who's here to lift you and carry you as if you're on, like, a stretcher or you can't walk. Like, I'm here to carry you over this bridge so you can get the result that you want. And again, uh, most salespeople get in their own way. Your job is not to close. Your job is to facilitate somebody. So understand your marketing material. Know what you're selling. But most importantly, right, I want to clarify what I mean by know what you're selling. Know that you're selling the person's vision of what they had for themselves in the beginning and that that selling process has already begun or else they wouldn't be talking to you at this moment. So stay out of your own way. Thing number two, tip number two is have certainty have certainty about what it is that you're selling now this is something that will benefit every single person in every area of their life most people have uncertainty especially in the buying process so if somebody's buying something first of all if they were certain about whatever they wouldn't be looking for a solution they've got a problem so when they have a problem they're looking for someone or something to bring certainty to that situation. I'm looking for a solution, and I need to find somebody who knows what they're talking about. That's what people mean when they say, yeah, he really knows his stuff. They mean that that guy's certain. Okay, There may be, I mean, there's millions of salespeople out there who really don't know what they're talking about, but they're certain, so they you know, they they have a good effect on people. That's not what we are striving for here. We're striving to know what we're selling, know what we're doing, but most of all, bring certainty into our prospects' life. Now, how do we bring certainty? Well, there's a lot of different ways. A lot of this has to do with you being self-assured not being insecure not bringing your ego or your insecurities because I believe ego is just a manifestation of low self-esteem right if I got a big ego if I need to really dominate a situation I probably am trying to overcompensate for something so as a salesperson I need to know that I've got a great solution and if you don't believe in what you're selling you probably shouldn't be selling it but I've got a great solution the, the, the solution, the person's already responded in some way, shape, or form. I mean, unless I'm doing door-to-door sales, right? That may be a little bit of a different situation because I really do need to catch their attention quick. I'm I'm the marketing and the sales engine. But most of the time, people are responding, they're already in the process or they're becoming educated and they're able to see, look, I I I want this, I could use this. So they're looking for somebody to be certain about what it is that they're selling, certain about the, you know, any questions that they have. What does certainty mean in the sales process? It means not running from objections, not running from questions and problems. Certainty means that I, as a salesperson, I'm willing to deal with any question that you could possibly throw at me, and I, I'm, I don't need to look good. It's not about me looking good. I'm not going to screw up the sale or get the sale because I look good and I have all the answers. That's not what sales is about. Sales is about certainty that I'm going to do everything that I can to answer your questions right now and make you know, you know, really know that this is going to be the best decision you've made in a long time. And if I don't have the question, I'm going to go get it for you. And that's one way to be certain in any situation and completely take the pressure off of yourself, because you don't need to know all the answers. You just simply need to know that you will do whatever it takes to get the answer for the person if they have a question. So you can be completely certain without being an egomaniac, which you always get exposed in every situation if you're an egomaniac. If you're only interested in looking good in a sales process, you are gonna lose every time. That's why the hustlers, the scrappers, the people who are willing to serve and be humble and just do whatever it takes to get the job done, like, that's, that's why they win, all right? Number three, this is the last tip. This is the big one, okay? This is, this is like a lesson for sales in life in everything because it's, it is everything. It's that most people don't ask for the sale. If you want to close anyone on anything, anytime, you need to be able to ask, You need to be able to say, hey, look, and let me give you some language here, some scripting so you can have some language, so you can have some actual verbiage for how to ask for the sale. Here's an example. Hey, look, after everything that we've gone over and you've seen the product and you've experienced its benefits, yada, 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 whatever your process looks like, here's the words. It sounds like you're ready to get started. And then I shut up. And then I stop talking. It sounds like you're ready to get started. So I'm assuming the sale. Now, what if somebody has some objections? What if somebody's leaning on the fence, which in most big deals or I mean, oftentimes in even smaller deals, I mean, this is just, this is what sales, this is why there is salespeople. This is why salespeople get compensated handsomely because if somebody's on the fence, they need to know how to deal with them. So here's another one for you. What is it going to take for us to do business today? And shut up. What is it going to take for me to earn your business today and get a signature on the dotted line so we can get moving forward of getting the solution in your hands? What will it take? And then you shut up with a smile on your face because you're putting the ball in their court. Most salespeople are afraid of objections. They're afraid to ask questions when sales is all about asking questions. That's why asking for the sale is so powerful. right? How about, how about a situation, Dave, to where... They've got questions like, hey, I mean, the person's not, you know, they're not ready to get started and you don't have the answer, right? How do I close then? Closing is impossible. Let me give you another piece of verbiage. If I'm able to do blank, so if it's something that they need, if it's a question that they need answered, if I'm able to do blank, can I get your commitment that when I come back with an answer, that's satisfactory to you that I can get your commitment to go ahead and get started and earn your business so you're never leaving a situation without some sort of a commitment I teach in another video how to follow up right and follow-ups the same exact scenario it's like hey look if I call you back I mean, I'm a busy guy, you're a busy person. It's not like we can have endless calls. I mean, I'm sure you've got a lot of friends, I've got friends. If I want to call people, look, we're here to to figure out if we can do business together. So if I call you back, can I get your commitment that we can make a decision on that next phone call? Yes or no, whatever it is, whatever's best for you. But can I get your commitment that if you're going to think about it a little bit and you'd like me to call you back, that we can make a decision on that next call? that's how to properly do a follow up right it's how to ask for the sale even in a follow up scenario but i love that if i can do blank because whatever that is like it's like hey i need a little bit more information on the the ingredients of the product or i didn't need a little bit more information on the if it's a card the warranty plan or i need a little information on oftentimes what you can do you can actually go and get that information right in that moment like you don't have to You don't have to call them back. You don't have to follow up. Hey, if I can go get this information that's satisfactory to you, can I get a commitment that I'll earn your business today? You're demonstrating humility in that situation. You're demonstrating that, hey, I'm willing to go do, I'm willing to go get you the information, which, again, I've got my ego out of the way, and you're also asking for a commitment. That's fair. That's fair. People know as you as a salesperson, you're there to earn a commission. You don't need to hide it you're hustling for their business, right? So if you're willing to go that extra route, a lot of times people are gonna give you the business because of the hustle that you're putting in and you are essentially what they're buying. I know that sounds crazy. No, Dave, they're buying the car. I'm telling you, every single time that I've bought a car or something expensive, much of it has been because of the sales process. I hope those three tips helped you and you'll implement them right away because I promise you, They'll help you get more sales. Hey, if you like this content, like I said, leave me a comment below. Let me know how else I can help you close more sales, get more leads, do more business, and grow your legacy. Be legendary. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to DaveSharpshow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.